0: Thank you for joining me once again in the next episode of our premier global NASM fitness podcast series. In this episode, I have someone a fair few thousand miles away in Canada, Fraser Quelch, who is one of the co-founders of TRX. Good morning, because it's good morning good for morning. you, isn't it? Good morning. Good
1: afternoon. Yeah.
0: <laughs> How are you doing?
1: I'm doing super well.
0: Good, 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 good. Uh, what's the What's the weather like over there at the moment?
1: Oh, it's a bit crisp. Uh, it was minus... Four degrees Celsius this morning as we
0: wow, started. so wow. which is better
1: than yesterday. We've, we've, it's uh, winter has now arrived, and so winter has now arrived. Are, yeah, it seems it seems to arrive all at once. We had a lovely fall; it kind of lasted for a little bit longer than it normally does, but uh, it is it is now done. So, it's time so to how work.
0: cold how cold does it actually get where you are in the in the winter?
1: Um, it will. We we'll usually have at least one or two week long stints of uh, yeah below minus 30 Celsius without wow. wind
0: chill. Wow.
1: And then it's, uh, but most of the time it's between minus 10, minus 20 in the winter time, so it's, it's reasonable. It's a dry cold. Oh, okay.
0: okay. It's not What's like that?
1: where you are where it's that wet bone chilling. cut right uh, through Oh, your yeah. Phone. Yeah. It'd yeah.
0: Yeah. No, completely different. Completely <laughs> different. We would come to a complete halt, actually, if we were to go down to those sorts of uh, temperatures. But um, OK, cool. Thank you so much for joining me today. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, the idea of today is for us to give everybody a bit of an insight as to um, TRX, our collaboration, because obviously we've worked together for a long, long time. Um, but if we could start with just really an introduction of yourself and maybe what your roles and responsibility is uh, within the TRX framework, that would be great.
1: Right. for sure well um i mean i've been with the company for well, since the very beginning randy hetrick was the was the creator and founder of the uh, of uh, of the company and i was employee number two so in 2004 we met at a at a trade show and he had was his very first trade show that he launched the suspension trainer at wasn't called the suspension trainer or the trx or anything like that at that point it was uh, the company was called uh travel fit and the product was called Travelex. And for those who don't know the story, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, Randy was uh, with a U.S. Navy SEAL for 14 years. In fact, when he retired from the SEALs, he was um, he was the commander of SEAL Team 6, which is wow. their most elite of, of the SEAL teams. And so he had a very interesting career leading into it. And the suspense trainer was actually created out of necessity while uh, while deployed, um, not on an actual operation, but while being preparing for an operation. They were huddled up in a safe house someplace in the in the world waiting for an operation to go or not go and it was delayed first a day and then three days and then a week and then ultimately three weeks and uh in that time the guys were kind of holed up in this in a safe house and couldn't go outside because their appearance would give them away Mm -hmm. and uh so they had to figure out a way to stay operationally ready because uh the, the the operation they were going to do is some of the stuff that we've seen with anti-piracy stuff, where two fast boats roll up behind a, a freighter that's been overtaken by pirates, and they mm-hmm. throw something uh, akin to a modern-day grappling hook over the over the stern of the ship, and, and then hand over hand up up the rope with the propeller rolling along underneath them. And so, obviously, quite physical. The average Navy SEAL at that point carried between 40 and 70 pounds on their back. So the ability to be able to do that on a moving on a moving freighter with all of those conditions with a hundred, the specter of a bad guy, um, uh, tipping over the edge and, and shooting at you is something that they, they took very seriously. And so in this warehouse, they didn't have any place to train or anything to do any kind of pulling. And so Randy rummaged around in his deployment bag and found uh, some excess parachute riser webbing and somehow, a what his blue jujitsu belt had gotten tied up in the mix and he fashioned it together. And that was the, that was the first TRX.
0: Oh my god, that's really interesting. Really interesting. I mean, absolutely. There's no way that anybody could just say we're going to take our dumbbells with us, and you know, and the rest. Of it. It's just not possible at the end of the day. But like you say, it's kind of, and that really kind of relates to now, doesn't it? The fact that you are able to literally train anywhere with the kit.
1: Well, and and that was, um, I mean, the we we moved to the company name was actually called Fitness Anywhere, um, which is as again you know, our our consumers sort of changed the name of the company too, and the way they referred to us, but, um, so yeah, but the Genesis, I think was really interesting and exciting because it was, how can I move my own body through space at an incredibly high level under very dire circumstances and necessity does breed invention. And so when he came back from that operation, which never ended up actually happening, they diplomacy came through and it worked and they, they, uh, they, they returned back to base, but not wanting to get caught out like that again, he, he, uh, went up to the, the parachute loft i didn't know this one before uh, before meeting him but apparently navy seals are exceptional seamstresses that,
0: it's, <laughs> it's a skill um, set
1: <laughs> that exactly, you wouldn't expect but because <laughs> they because they customize their gear to to meet the demands of what each of them wants to do and, and have it set up the way they want it they have those sorts of skills and so he started playing around with the idea and then post military career, when he went to uh, Stanford Business College, continued to develop the idea while uh, with a completely different uh, user set. You know, uh-huh. he was trying it out on his Navy SEAL partners, you know, all hardened and tough. And now he was he was uh, trying it out on the soft handed um, compatriots that were his uh, his classmates in Stanford Business College. And so he got two very different user group uh, um, I think some some different feedback from different types of people, and on the other end of his uh, of his uh, time at Stanford, decided to launch a company as opposed to go work for for somebody else and and pursue that idea. And so that's how it started. So I met him a couple of years after his departure from from Stanford, as he'd been starting to slowly craft together the business and make a product that was viable. In that first show, where we were introduced by a mutual friend and and uh started talking about it and i came from uh, i came from a climbing background and so the idea of using my body weight to train and, and i've always believed that you know i say th- i believe that your ability to move your body through space is probably the most important outcome of training and mm-hmm. and really one of the one of the the most important one of the important most important metrics in terms of fitness level i think that's i mean yes many sports and really your success in most athletic events other than lifting events you know your ability to move your body through space in relation to somebody else's because i came from an athletic background um in team sport background of of basketball and primarily in a bit of hockey and volleyball but and then uh, in, from an individual sport i had a climbing background as well and still do all those things so i had that that real value of of body weight conditioning and being able to pull yourself against gravity and and how can I do that in a bunch of different creative ways. And then also my team sport uh, experience where I come up with the idea that, you know, if I can stop faster than my opponent, I'm going to have an advantage. If I can jump higher than my component, I'm going to have an advantage Uh, if I can accelerate faster. So my ability to move my body through space or change directions more, more efficiently and quickly. And so the idea of the suspension trainer and training with just my body uh, really resonated with me. And so Randy and I hit it off uh, immediately, and then uh, started to work together on the project, he pulled me into it. And we've been rolling ever since. So that was 2004. It's so truly,
0: truly organic, truly organic kind of uh, presence. then, isn't it just in terms of how it's kind of evolved um, through the years. And for those that don't, Un- quite understand exactly what the trx system is could you just kind of briefly oh, just just kind of explain what it is because obviously we all know what it is and love it but yes yeah, so if someone that yeah, does those know... who heard of
1: it, probably stop listening because <laughs> i prattled on for far too long without going over that so i mean really it's a simple it's a simple strap based system that leverages that you can change the length of has handles and foot cradles integrated into it uh that has one fixed anchor point and then divides out into a y so it's got two handles two foot cradles depends on how you're using it that you use, you know, you configure your body uh with it in a bunch of different ways to train pretty much anything you want to train. Um, and, that's the best way to think about it.
0: And it does literally cover every single part of the body, doesn't it? And you can make it, you know, easier or harder depending on where you position yourself. And can you just briefly talk through this the stability that working with the straps gives you? So right. for instance, you know, like doing a doing a squat. So I really struggle to do a squat. I've got you know dod, dodgy knees. Using the straps, it's literally like it's literally like it's somebody else doing a squat because there's the the stability that you're able to gain.
1: Yeah, well, I think, and that's one of the one of the like many things. The greatest the the, the greatest strength is also the greatest weakness with it. The special trainer can be as difficult as you want it to be. It can also make things as easy as you want it to be. You can train someone who's very deconditioned or rehabilitative. At the same time, you can unravel the best athletes in the world. And we've done both of those things in, in real practical setting. So, you know, it, it can add stability and support and control to movements and 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 assist movements, take weight off of, of certain exercises, which is what you talk about. I mean, so if, if you are struggle with a squat, you can use it to help support the squat, to help identify where in the range of motion of a squat you need to work on mobility or stability or whatever on the other side of it it can be used in such a way as it it adds a stability challenge right Mm -hmm. so it's it uh, it reduces the stability you have and so that's going to increase the level of training and that's why it has this one of the very early problems that we had to deal with is here we have this tool that's applicable to everybody so how do you communicate that yeah. to the groups who want, they're interested in something that's applicable just to them. And so that requires yeah. different messaging for all of those different groups for them to kind of lock on and actually do it. And it's very simple. Uh, in some ways, it's it's beguiling because you know people would look at it in early, in early, early on when we were trying to establish the product itself and people didn't know what it was, they'd look at it and and ultimately their initial response was, doesn't stretch. Like why doesn't it stretch? Because they were expecting more of a banded, um, you know, elastic band kind of resistance. And you're like, no, yeah. you were correct. It does not stretch. Um, your body is the resistance. It's just there for you to hang on to, and um, and challenge yourself with by finding different angles and and uh, getting your center of gravity outside your base support and using different percentage of your body weight for the resistance and and to to um, yeah to, to provide the challenge and the and the stress that your body needs to adjust or adapt. So, yeah.
0: Absolutely. And in terms of the um, sort of the education, so you really have evolved tremendously over the years. How how do you decide what new products you're going to or what new movements you're going to bring and what new courses you're going to bring? And what's kind of the process there?
1: Well, it's a great question. And you're right. It has evolved a ton. At the very beginning, the education, which is what was the very first project that I took on, was more to validate and validate the product itself as as a, as a viable training modality and also to illustrate how it could be used. And as we've gone along and the industry has adopted it at a higher and higher level where now you can, it's rare that I would go into a, a fitness facility and not see at least a handful of straps in some cases, a whole room dedicated to it. So the education is different. So the part of it is To begin with, it's it's uh, I mean, how do I use the straps at a basic level from a personal training perspective, from a group perspective, from a rehabilitation perspective? Um, And then from there, as we've gone along and so we've satisfied all of those all of those needs. And and now we're in a in a phase where our our education is driven more towards what are different you know specific groups? Requiring, you know, how do I use the suspension trainer if I'm an adaptive athlete, which is one that we're just in the mix of of, um, of going through right now, which is really exciting. Or how do I use the suspension trainer uh, if I'm a runner, or if I'm a cyclist, or if I'm uh, if I'm a new if I'm a new mom, pre and postnatal stuff is something that we just finished on. Or if I'm just as a female athlete, and done some education recently on how do we integrate with the with the female cycle and and what kind of programming variables and how do we control those variables as we go through the cycle so i mean those are just just a handful of examples so right now we're we're really looking at education uh, and fine slicing it a lot more i think that the majority of fitness professionals have seen the straps know how to adjust them know how to use them they may or may not understand some of our programming methodologies of uh, whether it be talking about planar training or talking about um, foundational movement approach to training or, or, or what have you, there's a whole lot of, we could talk all day on that kind of stuff. Literally um, they may, or may not be familiar with that stuff. However, most people are familiar with how to the basic use of the suspension trainer. And Definitely. so now it's, how does that apply to me or how does that apply to this specific athlete or for this specific purpose? Yeah. So we're taking more of that kind of, that kind of approach
0: and yep. the whole digital
1: world changing the way we do our education which has been very different in the last couple of years
0: oh definitely without doubt i mean just quickly just taking you back to you kind of touching it um a little bit there before if we think about what a gym looked like 10 15 years ago it was full of That's cardio different. you know hardly hardly anything to do with strength training how and and, and like now it's completely different how do you think strength training has changed and and why 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 do you think it has changed i mean now you know it's very much about yes cardio is important of course it is but actually it's you know just as important to make sure that we are as strong as we can possibly be
1: yeah well i mean it's interesting because i mean we we talked. these you sent me some questions ahead of time and i had a chance to think about this and so you're right the gym but they're two different questions sort of And it's really interesting i think the gym has changed terms of the landscape of it as you said mm-hmm. 15 years ago you wouldn't have been able to actually move in a gym you right. could go sit on machines or you could go into the free weight room or you could go on a stationary piece of cardiovascular equipment but there wasn't enough open space on the floor to move in a way that was athletic or to be able to move through space you could mm-hmm. you could train with weights and that's fine there's still a, a, a giant role for all of that I think and then, you know, the the emergence of functional training and, and um, equipment like the suspension trainer or preva- uh, prevalence of kettlebells and, and even Olympic lifting coming back into play and some more, you know, higher speed, faster movement circuits going beyond the here is the selectorized circuit that, you know, is controlled by a light that you go through as the express circuit. I mean, that stuff all has all existed for a long time, you know, the the rise of. You know started really by crossfit and then others the rise of uh, high intensity interval training done with with weights totally changed the landscape most yep. facilities now have that kind of open programmable training space that you could do a bunch of different things in whether it's a high intensity circuit or or you know sleds are now have made their way indoors so where and often you see um you see that uh, that that grass carpet flooring and all that kind of thing. So that pulling in of a lot of the functional tools that were used a hundred years ago mm-hmm. have, have come back around. And so now the, the gym spaces have pulled all of that in med balls are back and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is, is that the biggest change in training in the last five years has more been how we measure it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's um you know, there's not a lot of there's, there's, new ideas around high intensity interval training and even the, and, and how that works with everything else but at the end of the day in terms of what actual strength training is i mean bodybuilding is still around power training is still around um the way we train people to go faster or get bigger stronger it evolves a little bit the way we understand recovery is a lot different i would say that's a really big change in the last five years uh the way we understand and and value both, uh, yeah both recovery movement prep uh the importance of mobility i think that the general public is starting to really understand and that yoga has something to do with that as well as hey being mobile is really important especially as we age yeah you know the idea of if you if you can't move through space we go back to our ability to move through space part of that is strength but part of that is is do we have the ranges of motions to allow us to do that i yeah. think that's going to change but at the end of the day the said principle is still the said principle your body will adapt specific adaptations to impose demand we have to impose that demand on the body now we've got a better way of seeing our recovery and i think wearables and and uh, and phones have done a great job of telling us about how we're sleeping and telling us about uh you know how we're recovering um yeah, a pile of different ways. Heart rate variability is one of those ways that tells us how we're recovering. That's kind of new. Again, we didn't have access to some of those technologies. However, you still got, you still have to lift something heavier than you're used to lifting.
0: Yeah. In order, in order to get
1: stronger, you still have to impose a cardiovascular uh, stress, whether it's because of a weighted high intensity interval circuit or because you're working on a on a rowing machine or or some piece of cardio in order for your body to adapt. So. That stuff is still the same, and the way we recover is still the same. I mean, Hans Seils' principles from almost a hundred years ago now are still every bit as applicable as they were. So it's kind of the more the more it changes, the more it stays the same. You know, you still we still have to do the work. Um, where it's going to go, I think technology is still going to have a a big. Had a lot to say with where we're going. I think the way people are actually exercising is changing, and that's very different. People don't have to go to the gym anymore.
0: No, do you think that's that's also a time thing, the fact that as consumers, you know, we want to have the best results in the shortest time possible because we're really, really busy. That's had a massive impact, I think. Do you agree?
1: I I do agree. I think convenience is huge. Yeah. Uh, I think that, um, you know, the, the whole pandemic situation we've been living through has Accelerated a movement that was already starting, but it would have taken us ten or twenty years to get there. But people okay. are now are now totally comfortable with with uh, with accessing and, and doing exercise at home. I think that the pandemic forced a lot of people who were already who exercise was already a big part of their lives to set up their home situation.
0: Yep, and that
1: makes it. Um, and we know that. I mean, all the world's fitness equipment was sold out for the last year and a half, and so. That's because people had to figure out a way to do it from home in a lockdown sort of situation, which means that now people have access to and that subscription, the emergence of subscription model. I mean, think about all of our all of our virtual and digital exercise offerings. If we take the big ones like, you know, I mean, at TRX, we've launched something that's just like that. There's obviously Peloton and Apple Fitness and the host of others. Uh, those are just the equivalent of the old fitness DVD.
0: Mm-hmm. Or dare
1: I say it, VHS? If we go back even further than that, <laughs> you're
0: your age now. <laughs> say, well, you know, I'm, I can't deny it
1: anymore. <laughs> but the, um, but I mean, that stuff has been around for literally 40 years. But never before have we had that kind of variety, or that uh, was available to us. I mean, before you had to go and buy that DVD, yeah, and bring it home, and then you play the one DVD over and over again. Whereas now, you know, you go onto your subscription and. You have a host of hundreds of different workouts to do. And so that variety, I think, is very compelling for people. It's not that the gym has gone away because there's an energy there and there's there's still more equipment than most people have in their homes and places yep. like that. Yeah. But people have the ability to augment their training now in a way that's completely different. And that will change the way personal trainers certainly are working with folks because they'll have to, all right, well, program around. You're going to do that Peloton class, do that Apple Fitness class, do that TRX class virtually. And then with me, we're gonna do some of the specific things that you want to achieve. I think that's gonna to continue to be a thing and gonna to continue to change the way our industry works.
0: Definitely as we go along. definitely I agree. And I think um like you've said, we were already kind of on that path, but I think the events of the last eighteen months has literally just kind of catapulted us forwards. Um, last year, I'm, I'm I'm sure you're aware, uh, Randy uh, was one of our headline speakers at our October conference, and he talked about how. Um, this kind of new world, digitalisation has changed things. The role of a PT is going to, or has changed. Um, It's more into a hybrid role now. I mean, you guys, you know, pivoted and went straight online. Um, What are your kind of thoughts on on the future of a personal trainer, bearing in mind what has happened um, over the last 18 months and the opportunities that has now created?
1: I, I mean, I think I think personal training—it's it, certainly going to go through. It's not going to go anywhere. I think the the you know, the requirement for for you know fitness professionals who can help people in an individual or very small group setting is is alive and well. In fact, I believe the opportunities abound. I don't think the live version of it's going to go anywhere. It's certainly taken a. It's been in hibernation for a little bit for mm-hmm. lots of places because we've not been able to get in front of people, but. I think initially there's going to be a, a big demand to get back and live. And how does someone actually work with you for many people? Uh-huh. Uh, I also think that the, um, the opportunity to reach across physical space and help people in a home, I know like, I mean, people are set up to do that both as consumers and as professionals, you know, like I can go into my studio and turn on my camera and my lights. And I literally have a, a performance studio that I can not only broadcast a class in, but that I could meet an individual in and train with them.
0: Yeah. And have a great
1: big screen TV where I can see some of the details about how they're moving and coach them. Not quite as well as maybe I could live because I can't put my hands on them, but I can get 85 or 90% of the way there. And that opens up a whole world of opportunity and competition.
0: Definitely. And there's no longer any geographical restrictions, right?
1: Which is huge. It's massive. You you and I could work together. I could say, Susie, I'd like you to train me. And you could say, sweet, it'll be a little bit late, my time in the UK, but I'm happy to project myself across to Canada and help you through whatever I need help with. And so that's that's something that is never possible before. And the other piece that I think is important, we touched on it a minute ago, is that is the ability to not just program interact gamify and understand your client's recovery and and efforts have never been better before right what we can do on our phones is astonishing you could you could video me here's what i've been doing what do you think and i could comment on it now not everybody's going to want to work that way both from a from a professional and a consumer perspective but there is an element and i think that People are going to have to be pretty well versed in both Uh, because if you're just doing one, then you'll leave stuff on the table. And if you just so whether whether it's just virtual or just or just live, you'll lose some opportunity unless you're super busy and then it doesn't much matter. But I think this digital world allows personal trainers and group people to Uh, To scale themselves in a way that they've never, ever been able to scale themselves before, which has always been the biggest challenge of a personal training business is once you hit your cap, what do you do? You know, it's the, the wealthy barber.
0: Yeah. So in an ideal world, it's about actually having that kind of remit within both arenas, isn't it? And, you know, and even if you're more comfortable doing live and you're a bit kind of, you know, you're not quite sure about the digital arena, it's like have a go because actually, you know, it's 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 not as difficult maybe as you think and vice versa. In order to be, you know, giving yourself maximum opportunity, like you say, you don't want to get to that point where you hit your ceiling and then that's it. It's about actually, can you deliver on a face-to-face basis or in a digital environment? Really important. Yeah. And
1: I actually think that people, I mean, if someone is there, I have no interest in doing digital stuff. I just want to be person. I just want to be live. I think there'll be lots of people that will be perfectly successful doing that. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and vice versa. I think people will be like, you know, I really like this digital stuff. It's, it's very convenient for me. I can scale it at a high level and I, and I like doing it and they'll be just fine. I think most people having the skills to do both opens up a bunch of doors that, um, And there are different skills to both
0: They're related and there's
1: overlapping skills, but there are definitely different skills to both that that, uh, are exciting.
0: Thank you for that. That's really interesting. Just to hear your thoughts on that. Now we already work very closely together with you guys, but um, in the new year, we're going to take our collaboration one step further. We've created um, a TRX bundle that we are going to add on to our personal training diplomas. Now, we're really excited about this, but from your perspective, Mind, you are the true expert. How is that going to really enhance somebody that has qualified um, as a P- as a PT? What will it give them?
1: Well, I mean, when we talk about the bundle itself, and and um, I'd be quite honest, I've been a little bit removed from the bundle as we talk about it, but it's it's we've got the suspension training course. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Yeah. So I mean, if we think about the suspension training course, that is the um seven hour interactive, how do I use and maximize a suspension trainer? Introduction to the foundational movement approach to training, uh, the cueing, the and that in and of itself is uh is gold. So that's really the baseline of everything you might do with suspension trainer. But then, you know, also within that bundle, I believe, is a sports medicine course. Yep. Yeah, and so we've so the got sports medicine course now. Is like, all right, well, now people are coming to me with either from physio, and what do I do with them as I pick up from where the physio left off? Or if I happen to be a physiotherapist or have that kind of training, how can I apply the suspension trainer directly to that person as they're helping their them with
0: their recovery?
1: Helping them with their recoveries, and it would obviously we have to stay within our scope of practice, but yeah, of that, course. Gives, that gives the that gives a professional another way of applying that, of, of applying their suspension training that they may not have thought about before.
0: Definitely, and, and I think, you know, again, with regards to that whole stability piece, it's really important just to kind of mention there that the using, using this system, if you have got somebody that is in a recovery, has been injured, wants to, you know, return back to their, to, you know, the way they were before, it's really gonna make a huge difference, isn't it? Being able to kind of exercise in this way.
1: Well, I mean, and 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 not just for the person who's coming back, but when we talk about when we talk about resilience, a lot of people don't understand, and you're speaking of, of stability, you cannot use a suspension trainer and not and not have your body learn how to stabilize itself at a higher mm-hmm. level because it's it's based on the idea of moving your center of gravity outside your base of support. Yeah. As soon as your center of gravity is outside your base of support, your whole body is is forced to stabilize itself at a level that it's probably not used to going back to your said principle and so you're going to learn how to stabilize your spine how to how to control your joints at a higher level in order to execute the movements and so stability is kind of built into the system at every little step when we think about that sports medicine course it's how do we you know use the suspense traders specifically to get them get them back and stability being a a big component of it
0: Yep. and then another
1: part of the of that bundle is the yoga foundations course
0: yes and so
1: that takes us to mobility which we also touched on a little bit earlier and and that that uh, that course is fantastic and it's not it's not so I mean if you're not into yoga it's it's going to be okay because it's not it's not breathing through your eyelids kind of yoga necessarily <laughs> it's how did I say that I mean the yoga all the yogas and yoga guys in the audience just just uh just rolled over and got really (laughs) um but uh, our yogis but it it, it's basically yoga like postures and movements applied to the suspension trainer where you can use the suspension trainer to either assist or augment what you would get in a normal yoga practice yeah Uh, and so it's it's very very effective and really quite pleasant so the people who are really into yoga are going to enjoy it and those who Maybe aren't or just interested in yoga, but haven't practiced a lot, will really find it helpful as they establish their practice. And that being part of the bundle, I think is a really nice complement to, uh, especially the, the, um, uh, the, the, basically the, the suspension train course.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you just touched on something really quite, quite good there, is the fact that if somebody's not really sure about yoga, I think this, this this is a really great introduction because actually it allows you to stretch and to feel the moves, you know, without actually thinking, I can't do do this because I'm not flexible enough. Um, and obviously with the, with the straps, you can actually kind of see and feel that kind of development, which is absolutely amazing. Really good. And then I think we have uh, one last, we have the TRX for female athlete digital course.
1: When we have the virtual training course as well, which talks about how can you maximize um, taking your business online? And then most people, if you're going to take your business online, they've already done that. However, yeah. many people have not, haven't optimized that. And so it, yeah. it speaks to how can you, if you're interested in doing that, how can you optimize it? And finally, as you said, the TRX for Female Athlete, which we also touched on a little bit earlier, uh, is in my... In, in my view is just such an amazing course because it steps beyond anything we've we've done in the past
0: mm-hmm.
1: as we as we address this did i freeze up for a second
0: no 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 you're good you're good you're okay.
1: good um yeah so i mean as we as we go in and share those insights for female performance as it relates to the cycle and and optimizing training benefits at different stages as yep. as you go along i think it's mandatory for anyone training, training, training females, yeah, man or woman, especially men who train females who don't have their own, you know, they don't have their own experience to draw on uh, as they as they go through, like, what considerations should I what should I be thinking about at different stages? I mean, you get into some details, but it's it's pretty, pretty cool this is just
0: amazing i mean we're just really kind of excited and and you know delighted that we're going to be able to add this into our off offering and we'll really kind of expand that whole pt service and their ability to work with many different clients for many different reasons so uh, we can't wait to get this uh going so thank you very much so what's next for tox come on you're always evolving what's next
1: well we're you know we are always trying <laughs> i think that you know over the over the the world at large looks at us as a strap company. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, T.M.X. Those are those straps. Uh, and we haven't looked at ourselves that way in probably a decade at least. And we've spent a bunch of time starting to expand into. We look at ourselves as a functional training company, and and even more so now as a digital company. And so we've got a, made a huge investment in products like the Rift Trainer. We've got a whole line of of other functional studio products that uh, we're programming and, and, and educating around. And so I think it's going to become increasingly prevalent in the next really two to five years, just how much work we put up. For instance, we talked about what we're, what we're, what's next, coming out in the next probably three months, we'll see a, a course on kettlebell training, a course on, on um, essentials of, of uh, med and slam ball training, essentials of, of battle rope training. Uh, elastic resistance is a course that we're just kind of wrapping up now. And so yeah. all of these products that we've invested in, in, uh, in providing under the TRX banner will not only be available to buy, which they already are, but also really highly supported, which means that, you know, a gym who says, yeah, I want to, I want to train my, my, I want to make sure that my personal train my personal training staff and my group training staff are using this stuff optimally but I don't really want to send them away to a course. We're going to have these short kind of digital workshops that have been, you know, really well thought out and crafted and filmed very professionally that they can now access. So there'll be a, well, you want essentials of battle rope training because you want to have battle ropes as part of what you're doing. Great. Here's something that your staff can can see or that if I'm a, a sole proprietor, I can go and look at and understand, all right, here, if I'm going to use battle ropes, here are the the, the essentials that I need in order to to um, think about this the right way, coach it at a high level, and give myself an exercise library to uh, to push out and and utilize with either my own training or with my client training. And we've also, you know, uh, to begin with, our education was very very focused at the professional, mm-hmm. and as it should have been and, and still needs to be. With this, with these digital workshops that we've done, we've really tried to straddle the gap and provide information that's valuable both to the professional and to the consumer who's going to be using this stuff and applying it in their own training, because while there is a slight difference between the two of them, uh, I really believe that you can, you can put something forward that's going to be really valuable for both of those groups. And that expands who we can actually touch. So the you'll, you'll see a lot of shorter, more concise, very directed, like the female athlete, uh, educational opportunities that are that are uh, available for us digitally I think you'll see us get back to the live education which we've had to um, which we've had to uh, depart from over the past two years which we're cool. excited to get back at and then I also think that uh, I mean we're, we've got to, we've made a huge investment into this um, into our TRX training center yep. uh, which is our digital product and I think that not only will that continue to grow and expand, but the things that we actually have that we're pushing out on that platform will continue to develop. And the final big one is we've reimagined and are in the process of relaunching um, something we've had for quite a long time called the TRX Core, which is a a professionally oriented uh, subscription subscription service to give trainers and group fitness people, everything that they need via CECs, via um, exercise libraries, via workouts they can do, uh, business tools, education, all of it. Uh, and that's that's something that uh, we, we launched and it was okay, but now I think technology has kind of caught up with what our vision was in the first place and so that will will launch at a pretty high level in the in the near future and so those are the those are the big things that we're uh, that we're really putting our energies on as a company
0: so you don't have much going on then at the moment then no nah, it's really, pretty you know, boring pretty boring <laughs> <do> yes.
1: <laughs> oh i wish there was something to do <laughs>
0: Well, I have to say, I've invested in the uh, Kevlar Vest, which I absolutely love. Um, and I've invested in the RIP Trainer as well, which um, I had to laugh. I thought I looked really, really easy. And I literally went to go and do it. And I thought, oh, OK, it's not not, not very easy. It definitely works. So, um, Radha, it's ab- absolutely brilliant. Um, it's been so lovely to speak to you. I could literally uh, carry on this con- conversation for hours. But uh, we we'll probably need to uh, stop it there. Thank you for your time. Really appreciate it. And really interesting to hear how TRX came about. Um, how do we find out more about TOX?
1: oh i'mxtrain uh dot com is the is the place to go i mean everything that everything that we're doing will will go there first uh and you know we continually are working on that site to make it uh easier and 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 stickier and more pleasant to uh to roll through so that's the best place to go to to find out anything you need.
0: Thank you very much. And if anybody wants to find out more about any of our courses that we offer, please go to Um, It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm hoping I get to speak to you soon. I may even get to come out there one day and maybe say hi. That would be good.
1: That would be phenomenal. And with that RIP trainer, make sure we've got actually a, a course that we've, uh, if we don't think it's released yet, but it will be very soon. I think- uh, make sure you take that. And I guarantee that RIP training um, that you're doing is going to take a, take on a whole new...
0: I'm going to have killer model. abs, killer abs. <laughs> Thank you so much. Take Thank care. Thank you so much,
1: Susie. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. All right. Bye now.